if you add something to your plate, make sure that something else comes off. Otherwise, you'll end up doing neither of them well, or you'll be stretched too thin and something will have to give. It could be your health, your family, your well-being, your friendships. Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on an holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Imprint. I'm very excited to have you join me today to talk about a topic that has been on my mind recently. Well, to be really, really honest, it's actually been on my mind for the past couple of years as I'm constantly on a search to look at how I can simplify my life. You know, how can I take out the complications? How can I make it easier? What am I doing that I don't really need to be doing? And it's a continual process that I'm looking at. But I've been looking at it at more of a macro level more recently. So sort of like more of a big picture rather than the more the sort of day to day. How can I simplify processes and systems? And I've spoken about that a little bit recently on some you know recent episodes about how I do that in my day to day life. But more recently, really looking at the big picture. And I know that this comes up for a lot of people because I've got, you know, friends that I'm talking to this about. So I hope that um, it might resonate with you for those of you who perhaps take on too many projects or too much of a people pleaser and putting yourself last. And it will kind of share some tools and ideas and some questions that I ask myself to really get clarity on what should I say no to? What is going to help me move forward? What is most meaningful to me? And um, yeah, it's it's just, like I said, it's something that's on my mind a lot at the moment. So I guess what can happen is that basically you can't do everything because one of two things happens. Either one, you don't do either of those th- two things well, And what can happen is you can basically, I heard this idea that it's like trying to chase two rabbits. You can't get either of them. Basically, you're left with nothing. So you can really imagine that visual, can't you? Like running around trying to chase two rabbits at the same time. And often we are presented with opportunities. And what happens is it's like trying to do that. We're trying to chase two things that require a lot of attention, a lot of focus, a lot of care a lot of follow through. And, and it's just really, I was going to say impossible, but it's certainly incredibly challenging and near impossible to do both things at once without certainly there being sacrifices along the way. And the second element of that is, of course, that, you know, if you were to do two things at once or multiple things at once, then you have to push yourself to extreme limits, which of course can then have an impact on your health, your well-being, even your income. And sometimes we think, well, if we, you know, we'll have this new product line or we'll do this new offer or whatever it is. And basically what ends up happening is that you don't end up doing any of them well. And the third thing is that the more diluted your time is, the more you're stretched thin 
and the less you can actually do or achieve. So again, this idea of you just are stretching yourself in too many different directions and none of those things are going to have good outcomes. Now, what can often happen, and I know this because I've fallen into this trap and I see, you know, many of my friends who are creatives or entrepreneurs like we like change. So many of us, we like change. We get new ideas for projects. And I know that I'm always getting new business ideas. And I've certainly got creative entrepreneurial friends who are the same. And there are some people that every time I see them, you know, they're creating a new website or they're sort of working on this new branding for a new project and they've got a new idea. And look, often it's a really great idea. It's not about the idea. But this is where it so often falls down or it just doesn't work because this is truly the big lesson that I've learned. It's easy to get seduced by shiny new beginnings, but it's really important to remember that everything has a beginning, a middle and an end. And so you need to remind yourself that a business is more than a website. It's also fulfillment. It's playing the long game. It's getting five-star reviews or referrals so that you can get new clients or customers. And all of that requires just as much, if not more time than the shiny new beginning. Now, don't get me wrong. I love an idea. And, but you know, the truth is if you want to grow a sustainable business, one that actually supports you and your family or helps you create the life that you want, you really need to focus on just as much attention to that middle as the beginning. And the end, of course, is that's a story for another day. But I just think it's so easy to get seduced by those, those new beginnings and those new ideas and all the possibilities. And do you know what? There are so many possibilities and there are lots of great ideas out there. But what happens is if you're trying to chase them all, you're not going to do any of them particularly well. Now, another challenge when it comes to learning how to say no is that perhaps, you know, you've been presented an opportunity and you're a people pleaser. You know, you like getting approval and I can be like this. You know, if you're a creative, most likely you've got creative friends and they might want to do partnerships on collaborations. You might want to team up with people and there's a lot of good that can come out of this. So I'm not saying that you should never do this. And you know, the truth is that being a solopreneur or working for yourself, it can be lonely. And this, of course, is a great way to connect with others. But be careful. Some projects can derail you. So I really encourage you, again, this is like a note to self, but if you add, and I say this to myself all the time, if you add something to your plate, make sure that something else comes off. Otherwise, you'll end up doing neither of them well, or you'll be stretched too thin and something will have to give. It could be your health, your family, your well-being, your friendships. So like I said, if you add something to a plate that's already quite full, then you need to think, what am I going to take off? Because you can't do it all. It, there will be consequences of that. And I've, I've learned this very much the hard way. So it's just a, a very friendly reminder that if you're thinking about, you know, adding a big thing to your plate, make sure that you're taking something else off it or that you're, you've got provisions or you've got support, you know, maybe even like you're about to do a big renovation, 
Well, there is so much time that's required of you for that. So what is it that you can take off your plate? Or can you get somebody, you know, even if it's something as simple as getting somebody to help with the kids for the school pickup, just to give you that extra hour or so every day to sort of get through the work that you need to do. Another big challenge that can come up is that you're not clear on what you really want. And so what often ends up happening is that your dreams or goals get pushed to the end of the list. A lot of my students um, that take my courses, particularly the Starling Masterclass, they say they take it because it's time, they feel like it's time for them to do something for themselves. They've put everything and everyone else first, especially if they're a mother, you know, maybe they've taken time out of their career. Many of them, you know, they're, they, these are, you know, smart women. It's mostly women. Um, you know, smart women who, you know, have gone to university, they've had good jobs, they're capable and they're creative, but their creativity, their career has taken a backseat. Certainly their creativity, they feel disconnected for it. And they, you know, their days are often spent tidying up after toddlers. And while, of course, this is, you know, important work and it's very rewarding work in many, many ways, sometimes there's still a part of you that is ready to become a priority. And so maybe it's time to say no to coffee catch-ups with friends or, you know, a sparkling clean house. I mean, I love, I love a clean, clean house too, but I, I distinctly remember actually after I had my first um, child, my son, that I just thought, you know, life is too, there are too many more important things in my life to sort of have, because I was a little bit over the top with my house. Um, you know, to have it looking perfect all the time. And so I had to have a lot of give with myself and give myself a lot of grace so that I could also pursue my creative project, which at the time was writing. You know, I would get up early. I would get up five o'clock every morning to write before I went to work. So, you know, it was time to say no to like a perfect house because I was just a slave to the house. You know, maybe that's you. I don't know. But, um, you know, think about you know, maybe there's time to say no to something else in your life that is taking up time, but it's not hugely fulfilling for you, or it's not part of what you, where you ultimately want to go. So if you're ready or need to say no to something in your life to make more room for what's most important, here are some lessons that I've learned. The first is, and this is one that I just keep coming back to over and over again, less but better. It was a phrase by Dieter Rams, who was a German industrial product designer. And it was a German translation. I, I can't remember it off the top of my head. I can see the words, but I'm not going to try and pronounce it. But, you know, it really just, it come, this lesson comes back to me over and over and over again. And like I said earlier, if you're chasing too many rabbits, it's time to pause and focus on one. Do one thing at a time and do it well and do it completely. I actually have that pinned above my um, desk. It's, there's a whole list of, it's called Zen Things. I think it's by Leo, I can't remember his surname, Bar, Barbie, Barbie, something or other. I can't remember. Um, I will put it in the show notes. But um, he, um, he has this list of Zen Things that I, I came across one day. And, and like literally the first one is do one thing at a time. And then I think the second one is do it well and do it completely. And I would add to that, do it from beginning to end. Embrace the mundane middle 
because ultimately, I know it doesn't sound very sexy, but ultimately that will give you the most rewards. That is how you get good. That is how you earn a living. That is how you make a life doing what you love. Because everybody, you know, everybody that you admire, that you look up to, the great artists of the world. I talked about this in, um, it was episode 127, the simple formula to improve any skill. Anybody that you look up to that admire, they embrace the mundane middle, the day in, day out, doing the same thing over and over and over again. Of course, it helps if you enjoy doing that thing over and over and over again. And that's why I'm a big believer that you should do what you love because it will get you through that Monday middle. I mean, to get through that Monday middle of doing something you actually don't love. I mean, to me, that's like, you know, nails down a chalkboard or like just ugh, so many things I could compare that to. Um, but it, you know, it's really important to stick to something. Because what happens is that each improvement compounds over time. And if you're always chasing new things, you won't get the compound benefit of that. The second idea that I would, um, you know, encourage you to think about, and this is particularly for the people pleasers, so I've got my hand up here, delay your answer. So if you're a people pleaser or you struggle to say no, then you can opt for a softer no. You can try not yet or not right now. Now, I've heard people, and maybe this started with Brene Brown, but I've heard people say that no is a complete sentence. Now, unless I'm speaking to my children, I don't really feel comfortable just saying no and just leaving it at that. I just, to me, it just feels rude. <laughs> so I prefer a softer approach. And so it would be something along the lines of, I already have a full calendar. Or I would let them know that, you know, I've already actually made plans. Do you remember when there was a big moment of everyone saying, it's not you, it's me? I think it got a run in dating movies at some point. Maybe it was on Seinfeld or Friends, one of those shows. Anyway, it's, it's the equivalent of that. It's saying to people, you know, or saying no to people can be something along the lines of, you know, that sounds lovely or that sounds great, but I can't do that right now because I've already made some other commitments. So it's just a version of that. It's not you, it's me and my schedule, you know, something along those lines. The third idea that I want to share with you is it's really, really important. And I know I've said this before, but it's really important to define your boundaries because there are two ways that you can do this. And there is just so important because this is how you're going to get yourself out of trouble. The first is to get really clear on what you want to spend your time on. Get really clear on what projects or people are most important to you. Because it's amazing. And I'm sure you've had this experience of how we can sometimes even spend time with people that are not our people. You've been in a social setting and I know I have, and I kind of feel almost a bit bored. I'm like, why am I here? Why did I come to this? Like there are so many other things that I would be rather doing. And it's not about them. It's about me. It's about, I am not where I should be. I'm not fulfilling the things that are actually most important to me. And just, I think we've all been in that situation. So really getting clear on, you know, what you want to spend your time on and who you want to spend your time with. 
The second is to remind yourself of the consequences. Again, this is a note to self, you know, that remind yourself of the consequences of not saying no. That, you know, if you say to yes something that actually you don't really want to do or it's just going to, you know, have consequences for your life, like you're going to end up having to stay up late to get the work done or you're going to miss out on family time or, you know, something else. You're going to have to work weekends, whatever it is. We, we all have a limited amount of time and energy and that applies to what we create. So you use that time wisely. There's a quote from Warren Buffett, who is you know, an incredibly wealthy person, and he's you know, a big time investor in the share markets. And he has this quote, which, I mean, you can, let's just be flexible with what we define as successful, but I think it's really powerful. He says, the difference between successful people and very successful people is that very successful people say no to almost everything. The difference between successful people and very successful people is that very successful people say no to almost everything. And I'm just going to add something to this. And that is that it's really important to practice this skill of saying no, because it's a habit. It's a muscle that you need to strengthen. Because what happens is as you go along your creative journey, you actually get more and more opportunities. And so you have to get better and better at saying no, or better and better at saying not yet. I mean, I've actually got my publisher, I've got other publishers, you know, trying to get me to do another book deal. And for reasons I'm not going to get into right now, it just doesn't feel right now. It feels like it's going to put something on my plate. And I, I've already got a very, very full plate right now. So for now, I'm saying not yet, because I just know it's going to have real consequences if I say yes to another book deal right now. And there are other things within my life, within my business that I want to really get, you know, I want to get that sort of mundane middle section. You know, I want to just do the work. I want to you know, I'm making improvements to my courses at the moment. We're about to move it across to a new platform. There are, you know, I've got um, some other ideas here. We go with the ideas, but, you know, I want to get everything lined up so that I'm not going to be putting extra stress or pressure on myself and my family and my finances. So it's really important that you practice this art of saying no, because it will serve you well, because the bigger that you get in your career, you know, if you're doing great work with, you know, maybe your interiors or whatever it is for you, you've got a creative business, whatever it is that you're doing, you will get bigger and bigger opportunities. And you have to learn to say no, because you can't chase two rabbits at once. So my encouragement for you is to ask yourself, what can I say no to today? What can I say no to this week? What's not worth my while? What doesn't give me joy? What doesn't help me in the long run? What isn't part of the bigger vision that I have for my home, my family, my life? I hope that you found this valuable and that it's met you where you're at right now and that it's given you the encouragement and the confidence perhaps to say no to something that you're doing that's really not part of the life that you want to create for yourself. 
I'd love to hear from you. You know, maybe you can even just share, you know, send me a DM on Instagram and say, you know, I said no to this thing today. I'd love to hear from you or write, you know, a little comment in the review section. This is episode 133. And of course, you know, I always appreciate if you can, you know, if you found value out of this episode, if it's given you encouragement, if you're a repeat listener and you've come back and you haven't yet given this um, podcast a five-star rating, I'd really appreciate if you could do that. I hope that you have a beautiful week and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Impact.